Where are the sharks? <laughs> jets, 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 and sharks. My penis! My penis! <laughs> Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that makes your nether regions tingle with delight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or, or is it just my nether regions? It's probably just my voice that causes that. Oh. I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo that love watching movies, chatting about them, and well, here we are, and here you are, and it's getting late, and the bar's about to close, and we both got on our beer goggles, and... Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I think I, that's the story of how <laughs> no, your mother and I met. Uh, speaking of nether regions, tingling, uh, when Jack was probably about four or five years old, we went to Six Flags and rode the Conquistador, <laughs> which is basically a ship that swings back and forth and goes high enough to make you feel like you're coming out of your seat. You know, one of those. Yeah. And anyway, I guess it made Jack feel some feelings down <gasps> there. And so we're on this ride and he's like, my penis. My penis. It's tickling. I, I would like that. You say you never felt that before. And I, like, because I would ask you about it, I have no idea. I it's it's happened to me since then. On I don't know what rides. I can't remember. I know Conquistador for sure. I don't know what that phenomena is called. And I would like to know if other uh, men have experienced that in their balls. <laughs> Look, it, I, it was I, my balls. I understand the feeling of like coming out of your seat and how that feels weird and. Roller coasters are, are a lot of fun and elating. They're and not like ball tickling. No. I've not n- for you? No. You just don't find pleasure in life. <laughs> I, I find fun in everything. I guess so. Guys, you see the kind of quality content you get here at Movie Muggin? <laughs> and it's free of charge every week. Jack, this is episode number 11. That. Yep. The big one one. <laughs> uh, that's probably the, the next saw that'll be coming out. Number 11. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. It's my turn this week, and uh, I take comfort in that, knowing that no matter what I roll bounce out tonight, it will be better than what we saw last week. Bruno, what I mean? <sighs> <sighs> I, I need someone to kill my father. I need, <laughs> oh my God. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our award-winning segment called Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time to address some things that aren't related to the movie we'll be talking about, but it's still important enough to warrant some airtime. Jack, we got a little pushback on our Saw episode. Um, seems like maybe we caused a little butt hurt out there, but not in a good way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's what I'd like to say. I think some of you have that nostalgic memory of Saw, like uh, maybe when you first watch it, you know, way back in 2004 when acting was still in its infancy, so not much was expected, and script was just sort of an afterthought, and when it came to how much more makeup do we need to put on this guy, the answer was always, uh, a little more. Eh, <laughs> not just a little. A little more. Mm, a lot more. If that's you, I'd just like to ask you to go ahead and revisit Saw. Yeah, because I, I remembered loving it, and it was a very, very rude awakening to me. Watching it again, it made me... Not only made my eyes bleed watching it, and it, but it also like attacked my character. <laughs> like at one point in life, I actually 
could say I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I, I think we <laughs> talked about it last week. The concept, I like it. Concept's badass. They could have done some good things with that. But damn. <laughs> Big failure. You know, Jack and I get recognized all the time when we're out in public. I think it's our uh, golden podcast voices that give us away. And everybody's always asking us, uh, after you're done recording the podcast, are you ever like, shit, I wish I would have said that. The answer is yes, especially after last week's episode. So I'd like to take just a smidge of this lobby time to address some shit I wish I would have said. So we completely left out talking last week. Because like we, we don't rehearse this. As soon as the movie's over, we walk straight over to the microphones and, and do our thing. The puppet and Saw. We, we never addressed that. And I think yeah. it's, I, I've since learned its name is Billy. Really? Yeah, Billy the Puppet. What? Oh, I didn't know. What the fuck was that? What, why was it even necessary to get a puppet in this movie? Uh, I wouldn't really say that it was necessary. I, I mean, I'm not hating on the puppet. I, I never thought about it. That's something you thought about. I mean, it's not, maybe maybe the puppet was to take away from the bad acting, give you a break from the bad acting every once in a while, but I get being afraid of, like, clowns, mm-hmm. because they're real people who like to dress up like clowns, <laughs> but but a tricycle-riding puppet with, like, a Rosy nut, cheeks. Yeah, with, like, a nutcracker mouth, rosy cheeks, and, and a bad haircut. I, I knock it off its tricycle, it. and I step on its wooden head, and, and, and it's done. <laughs> yeah. How do you know it's not a trap? You step on it, and it... Puts a bunch of nails in your foot. Okay. (laughs) And that's some shit I wish I would have said. Uh, We got a new country listening in. I'd like to extend a lukewarm welcome to the country of India. Why? why? Um, Well, (laughs) because, well, if you want a warm welcome, you have to download more than one episode. Oh. Because Movie Muggin is not a one and done type of podcast. No, I'm gonna if you're whenever you're going in for the handshake for that welcome, I'm gonna slap your hand out of the way. <laughs> we don't appreciate that. There's like one billion people in India. <laughs> Pretty much. So, I mean, probably on. a little more than that. You really need to step up your game. Lastly, Jack, we had a handshake agreement with an organization to start doing ads for, but um, it seems they have cold feet now. The uh, ADDSA, or the American Door-to-Door Salesperson Association. Um, (laughs) You know what? They got cold feet, and we say to you, don't let the door hit you on your way out. Yeah. Well, they're not even going to be coming in our house. I'm not opening the door. Fuck Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need need that. We stand by what we said last week. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Let's head back into the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. Today's movie came out in 1996. Okay. It's one hour and 35 minutes, so another another short one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. <laughs> 92% of Google users like this movie. Okay. I feel like I got to reset the good vibes after, after you go. <laughs> after such a horrific incident. Yeah. Uh, the Mormon mothers say that this movie has several uses of fuck, shit, piss, mm. and a character says the word cunt constantly. <laughs> you have like Tourette's or something? He does not. <laughs> the movie we're about to watch, any guesses? <laughs> cunt destroyer, fuck, shit, piss, number four. <laughs> we saw that on TV the other night. It's the <laughs> Leprechaun 2, Back to the Hood. 
Really? No. <laughs> I was excited. Why would you actually introduce a good movie title before you say your horrible one? I mean, 90% on Rotten I, Tomatoes, I was, The Leprechaun That was 2. part of the shock in my voice. <laughs> what? Because I've seen like Leprechaun 26 <sighs> on TV before, and it was... And I love watching movies like that because they're funny to watch. They're, they're pieces of shit, but they're just funny. You know, the first yeah. Leprechaun had Jennifer Aniston in it. Really? Yeah, it did. And they just didn't go anywhere from there, but down? Well, yeah, I guess but it went down. It, it launched Jennifer Aniston into what she is today. I'm a firm believer in that. You know who that is, right? Yes. Okay. All right. The the 50-year-old who still looks like she's 24? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really pretty. Uh, today's movie is called Train Spotting. Oh. I. You said this had Obi-Wan in it, right? It does. Ewan McGregor. Okay. Yeah. I've seen him in a couple other movies, like what was the windmill one? Is it a one? It has like a the the musical. Oh yeah, Moulin Rouge. Yeah, why not? Is is a windmill in that? Yeah, the Moulin okay, Rouge. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I remembered. Okay, mm-hmm. he was great in that. That yeah, was a great movie. That was a really good movie. Yeah, I well, really. I've seen it once, and I saw it a long time ago. So if it continues with the trend that I've been having, it is a horrible piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I, I'd like to say that I love that movie. Moulin, still would. Moulin Rouge was really good. There's a couple musicals that are just like I'll, I'll always like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, I've seen him in Star Wars. Um, you know, getting back to musicals, I'm not afraid to say I like musicals. Me neither. I like the Johnny Depp barbershop one, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. That that was very good. That was good. That that honestly blew my mind. Um, <laughs> funny story, and then we'll get into the movie. When Jack was younger, I got a DVD from the library, brought it home, and popped it in, and I said, "Hey, man, come on downstairs. I want to show you a movie about gangsters." And, and he's like, like the Bloods and the Crips? I'm like, yeah. There's going to be a lot of fighting? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so I popped in West Side Story. and Where the sharks? <laughs> jets, 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 and sharks. And it's been like like nine years since I've seen the 10-minute the snippet of that, and I still remember everything. They're, they're walking down the alley all in the line, and they're just like, they're like bent at the knees, like crouch walking kind of, and like, ah, yeah. And like the... Uh, in the fight scene, if you could call it that, it was they like had a switchblade out and they do like ballet shit. From what I remember, they're like ballet dancing and like stabbing each other in like a fencer pose after their ballet twirl. Like, Get the fuck out! <laughs> That's and, and I thought I think, that was a good idea. And I think you were too young at the time, but I, I I swear, at least this is how I remember it: that you looked over at me and you're like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> yeah, I, I was too young to be saying that mm-hmm. word, but it was like I said it because the situation. I, I know what you mean. That's the kind of fun I like to have as a dad. Stuff like that. That was fucked up. I showed him the my I showed him the the thriller video when he was way too young to watch the thriller video, and he I was well. I'm, it's not even a scary video, but I must have been like four. Yeah, and I. I saw it and all the zombies. That was like my worst fear. I ran in the corner and was crying. I think you got in the fetal position. <laughs> yeah, over uh, in the kitchen. Over Michael corner. Jackson turning into a werewolf and then dancing as a zombie. But in all fairness, as a child, you should have been afraid of Michael Jackson, turns out. <laughs> oh, okay. That's alienating a lot of... No, I don't think people would hey, be that mad. Love his music, but the dude touched kids. So, yeah. All right. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we're back. <laughs> Your boy Vince and Jack were back. In black. With, sm- with smack. 
to and attack my, <laughs> her from the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got the knack for doing things like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh huh. Well, we just got done watching 1996's Train Spotting. Jack, you want to give it the 50 cent tour? Uh, yes, I would be rather delighted to. Mm. Wanka. So, <laughs> or cunt, that would be a good one. Cunt. Yeah. So, Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan is, you guys know him. No, I know him as that too. Uh, he is just the biggest heroin addict, and he's trying to get off, and is showing he's funny, all his friends, and they're just, they're stuck in the loop of, oh, yeah, this is my last, this is my last hit, this is the best one I'm getting, and then I'm, I'm off it for sure, I'm clean, and then they're back to it. And, um, God, <laughs> it's it, now that I, I'm thinking about doing this 50 cent tour, it feels very hard from where to start. Cause I kind of got thrown around a little bit, not in a bad way. I, I can't even tell you what happens next. <laughs> My brain was already mushed today. Lot, lots of stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You want, me, you want me to take it from here? <laughs> Help me a little bit, and then if I need to chime in, let me. Yeah, so <laughs> it is Ewan McGregor, or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. He is a heroin addict, and a lot of his friends are heroin addicts. And it just kind of shows them palling around and hanging out at this house where everybody does drugs. And, and, and like Jack said, he he tries to get off of it, and it doesn't work, and he stays off of it for a while, and it doesn't work. And it's just a, it's a crazy cycle. And then there's, I mean, it. he's got these... Very interesting friends. Yeah. Sick boy. Um, Tommy. Tommy. Begbie. <laughs> Begbie's crazy. Well, we're going to talk about Begbie here in a little bit. Begbie's one of those friends that he's probably not really your friend. You might hang out with him because you're afraid not yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> too afraid to shake him. And it's one of those things that when you're around him, you're never comfortable because he's yeah. crazy. And He'll I was, escalate anything. Begbie is one of those guys. Insane. That, yeah. And later on in the movie when... Um, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> What's his name uh, in the movie? Ewan McGregor. Yeah, oh. Mark. Mark. Uh, fuck. Ren- it's not, it's Renter. No, something <laughs> like that. Renton. Renton. Yeah, okay. Mark Renton. Mark fuck Renton. Uh, he's, tra- <laughs> he's getting his life straight, and he moves off to to London, and he becomes like mm-hmm. this real estate guy. And then Begbie's wanted by the law, and then shows up there. They're yeah. they're in Scotland, and then Begbie shows up in London, and just kind of takes over his house, and and Mark just kind of lets him because he's afraid of the yeah. Dude. And Sig Boy, he never really got away from the whole heroin thing, and he moves in with him, just like shows up, mm-hmm. and they're all three on this little bed I thought was funny. Yeah. And then the big deal at the end is Begbie and Sick Boy come up with the idea to, I guess they, they, they get some heroin on the cheap. Yeah, they come, well, yeah, yeah, they come across two kilos, and it's just, they, they want to sell it and... Oh my God! And they have a connection. Uh, Sick boy, I think he's the one. Either that or Begbie. One of them has a connection to a guy who owns a hotel, and they set up a deal there in one of the rooms because they know they can get in and get out without any trouble. And they get it for sixteen thousand dollars, pounds, whatever. Uh, so the uh, Spud, Begbie, Sick boy, Sick boy, and Mark, and Mark, <laughs> were all went to do out the deal. And they were going to split it four ways. And then they're all all four sleeping in this one hotel room. And Begbie is uh, sleeping on the bed with the money just cradled up like a he, baby. He's basically spooning with the bag of money. Yeah. 
And so all of them are asleep except for Mark, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He wakes up or whatever, puts on his shoes, ties them. Uh, and like it's just like playing this little music or whatever, and he gets a drink in front of the mirror. And then I, I really wasn't ready for this. I mean, I knew it was a possibility, but he starts just taking his arms off the money. He grabs the money and fucking leaves, and that's mm-hmm. the end. And it's fantastic. I, I thought it was very fantastic. He, he had a big old smile on his face. Yeah. Like, I, I, part of me wants to say that we did a really shitty job of giving a 50-cent tour there, but I don't think you can really give a 50-cent tour of this movie. It, it was hard to do that. The best way to sum up this movie would be called Life on Heroin. Yeah. Life, with crazy friends. Yeah, Life on Heroin with crazy friends. Um, that would pretty much sum it up since you can't really, I can't, we can't really do a 50 cent tour of the entire plot and the entire things that go on. Cause there's lots of cycle. Yeah. Yeah, Lots of stuff that goes on. Yeah. At the end, he is talking about himself as he's walking away with the money and he does say one thing that's so true. He says, I'm a bad person. Yeah. And that's not going to change. Yeah. And it's true that he was a bad person. One (laughs) of his friends, Tommy stayed away from the heroin, wanted Mm -hmm. nothing to do with it. Um, Mark is over at his house one day and they're just shooting the shit and he finds this tape that yeah, says... Tommy wasn't looking. Yeah, it this. says Tommy and Lizzie's basically sex tape yeah. or something like that. And Mark takes it out and puts it in a VHS cover of like the greatest 100 goals yeah. ever scored. And he's like, hey, can I borrow this movie? And then takes it and then watches the porn with his friend of his friend. <laughs> with and, <the> sick boy. <laughs> yeah. And then when Tommy and his girlfriend are about to get it on, she's like, hey, I want to watch the video. Yeah, put video. the sex tape on. And the video's not there. And she's worried that he's like returned it to Blockbuster and everybody else is seeing it. So she dumps his ass. Mm-hmm. Then he says, I want to try heroin. I he, like I'm an adult. I can make my decisions. And then he shoots up, yeah. and he goes way downhill. He ends up uh, getting HIV. He had like and, a crazy stroke and died face down in his own throw-up. Just horrible death. There were so many really cool things in here. There there was a scene where he he's so desperate for drugs, he goes and sees this guy. And all the guy has is some kind of like heroin-type suppositories oh, that you yeah. got to stick up your ass. So he sticks them up his ass. Then he says, when you do heroin, you're constipated. And then all of a sudden, you just blow. And so he goes into what's known as Scotland's worst bathroom. It was, it looked like just like a thin layer of like shitty water Sludge on, on the a- ground. And he goes, <laughs> he goes into a stall and he's about to go sit down. And then he sees it's like filled. He tries to flush it with one of those like uh, chains that hang from the ceiling and it breaks off. And then he's like, you just see the moment, ah, oh, fuck it. And he sits down and has a, it, it wasn't as um, grandiose, is that the right word? Is like a dumb and dumber shit scene? Not as grandiose. No, no, but I didn't, I didn't want it to be. Still had a good soundtrack It, it was to it. funny, it was really good. Yeah, good soundtrack. And then there's this whole scene where he shit out his repositories. Suppositories. I said depositories mm. in the movie. Repositories. Suppositories. And um, he just bites the bullet and reaches into like the already shit filled toilet, and then he just kind of like goes in head like, first, fully all the way in, and goes swimming. And he finds his <laughs> suppositories in the uh, just in like a coral reef or some shit. I don't remember. <laughs> just in the ocean floor, and he swims out, and he his first thing that comes out is his hand. And it's holding the suppositories. Like, I have to think about it every time. And they're glowing. And they're like glowing blue orbs of magic. And he comes out and he's all wet. And I'm thinking, 
is he going to like go to his apartment or whatever and still be soaking wet, or is he just going to be normal? Which path is it going to take us on this movie? And he was soaking wet, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. Like, because I know that's just a hallucination, but how the fuck did he get all wet? Like, he roll around in the sludge? I don't know. It's funny. This was my first introduction to Ewan McGregor. Um, Fantastic. I thought he did great. He was like 25 years old when he did this. And I don't want to say that he peaked at this moment, but I think that this was the role that that he was made for. I, I do, too. He, he I, was, I really do. He was so fantastic in this. His character, you you just loved him, and you felt bad for him. And then toward the end, when he was like, uh, they made him test the heroin to see if it was good. And he had been clean, and he had a huge struggle in the movie to get clean. And he'd had his life together for a while and was doing well. And, and you had the feels for him. You were like, man, yeah. good, good for you, man. You're doing great. Good for you. You stole <laughs> 12000 because he, he left 4000 for his uh, his dude Spud. Mm-hmm. Which was pretty cool. He was he was the hero of the movie. You loved him, but you know that he's gonna wherever he flies off to, he's just gonna sit down and he's gonna shoot it all up, and, and he's just gonna lose all of, all that money. I don't know. He, I wonder. He's but. gonna take that big bag of money, and he's gonna be like one more hit, yeah. and then it's another hit, and then all Fuck. that money's gonna be gone, and, and he's gonna be Begby's gonna find him. <laughs> oh no, Begby's in jail. You would think Begby's in jail, but we don't know for uh, sure. We haven't. Well, we also don't know if he's going to go one last hit. But I feel like that's pretty much. Of course, he is. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> that's the, just who he is. When when you see somebody take heroin in this movie, you can't help but wonder, "Wow, man, that." I wonder if how great that would feel or whatever. But yeah, but I like how in this movie they didn't. They didn't make it look like something, oh, yeah, I want to do that. They, yeah, they, they showed the yeah. horrors of it. They showed how hard it is to get off. Yeah, his, his parents locked him in the room because he got arrested, and he was just going through the withdrawals in there, and he was sweating was and crazy. screaming, and he was... Crazy halluc- hallucinations. Hallucinating yeah. thinking. He was seeing his friends there. Uh, Spud has got arrested, and he's sitting there with a ball and chain on. The, on the Sitting on top of the door mm-hmm. and banging his shackles against it, and then he put his head under the covers and his... Buddy Begbie was under yeah. the covers talking to him, smoking a cigarette. I don't know. It was just back and forth, like sensory overload, baby crawling on the ceiling, crying. And I think that's... It had an owl neck, like turned its that's, head. That's why it, I think it's so hard to get off drugs is because you can want to all day long, but mm-hmm. then when that those feelings of withdrawal come... You know what? Come, you stop it. You know what That's you what's going to stop it, but it's just that vicious cycle mm-hmm. that you kind of talked about. Yeah. I'm not going to say they showed the cool side of drug use because I don't think drug use is cool, but but they showed both sides of it. They, they made it look cool. They made it look cool, but then they showed you the ugliness of it yeah. too. There's always a side that it can make it look cool or a perspective that'll make it look cool, but there's also that flip side uh, that can be really, really bad. I almost feel like movies have a responsibility to be responsible, I yeah. guess, <laughs> Yeah. They, when, when you yeah. show a movie like this because I know when I was a kid and I saw Rocky II, I wanted to be a boxer. Yeah. I wanted to go out and I wanted to box. The- I know when I saw Baby Driver, I went out and was drifting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I we mean- saw Roll Bounce, I just wanted to go put a bullet in my head but, <laughs> instead of roller skate. Yeah. But, um, okay. So I think Fine. when you Fair watch enough. a show like, um, like this... Where it makes drug use look like, oh my gosh, it's... To the- not glorify it to fucking all the way up. Yeah. So... You, so like yeah, you got to show the downside too mm-hmm. because if all you show is how awesome it is and how great it makes you feel, people are gonna want to go do it. Yeah, because people are stupid. There was a movie sometime I think in the eighties. It was called Less Than Zero, and this was back around the same time that Robert Downey Jr. 
had his big heroin um, extravaganza. <laughs> it's not really the word. But did you know that? Uh, did you know that about Robert? I didn't Henry know Jr.? it was heroin. I knew Dude, he was a he went big off, drug addict. He went off the rails, and I mean crazy. And in this movie, he plays a junkie, and he needs money so bad. There's this one shot, I think, where they barge his friend barges into a hotel room, and Robert Downey Jr. is just there naked. He'd been kind of selling himself to other men. God. And it was a movie that almost made you want to get on drugs just so you could get off the drugs because you just wanted him off the drugs so bad. It was huh. it was hard to watch. And I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Might have to revisit that sometime. I've never seen it. He so. he was a he was a really good actor in that because I think it hit really close to home of where he was at yeah. the time. And there was a long time where Robert Danny Jr. just went away. Nobody would touch him because you couldn't count on him. And now he's like one of the biggest he's fucking, actors. Fucking Iron Man. And let, <laughs> let's talk about that because you here you have Ewan McGregor playing a heroin addict and then he elevates up to Obi-Wan Kenobi status. Yeah. It's, it's like a fucking Ice Cube move. You know, you go from <laughs> NWA gangster rap to Are We There Yet? It's oh, basically God. a Disney movie. Yeah. And he went on to play Christopher Robin, too, in, in Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. So he's a pretty versatile actor. He is, and he did a musical. He did a musical, Moulin Rouge. Was he at, talk about. Do musicals normally have like the actual actors singing? Sometimes. So, I know sometimes. He sang. Okay, that's that makes me feel happy. Yeah. What that, about Johnny Depp? Maybe. I, it, it, I don't really know. I don't know. Johnny Depp is is my my man crush, and he's so dreamy <laughs> that I'd like to believe that he's the one that's singing all those songs okay. to me. And you were saying that the movie made heroin use look very uh, cool in some parts, mm-hmm. where like they would do it and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, just that's the feeling really of good. euphoria." I mean, and who doesn't like, want to feel that? Um, what were your initial thoughts on the movie? Because I thought it started kind of with a with a bang, and and it started with the whole introduction you like, like you said, Suicide Squad in one of our episodes yeah. where they they show it each just put them. the name mm-hmm. on the screen. Man, I I recognize like a couple thirty second clips, and I remember seeing it on Reddit and not recognizing Obi Wan mm-hmm. and being like, "Damn, he looks like I, this movie looks awesome! Like I really want to see this," and I had no fucking clue I was what I was going to see today. I was very, I was really excited because mm-hmm. I was like, I've seen him before. I couldn't put my finger on it because it's just a Reddit post. You get lost in there. I don't know. I, I loved the introduction and I like how he was narrating over it. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, just sometimes and where it fit. And I like when they uh, start a movie with a scene that could be from like the middle or towards the end or something. And you have no context, so you don't understand, and then you slowly forget about it, and then it shows that actual scene, and it just gives you a little throwback and more insight, like, oh, that's what was going on during that police chase. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I picked this movie, like I said earlier, because I wanted to bring the vibe up after last week. I kind of felt obligated to do that. At some point, <laughs> I'm just going to throw out some something I, like you do and something that I really felt good about a long time ago, and who knows if it stands the test of time. But yeah, I'm I, ready for that. I keep feeling like I need to bring the mood up, and I was pretty sure that you were going to like this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, Bucket of Chicken Time. Um, hmm. Really? I, I don't want to... It's a no-brainer I for know me, man. I who I want to give it to, but uh, I, I want to give it to Mark, Ewan McGregor. I so why don't you want to give it to him? What's keeping you from? Because that's just the first thought that popped in my head. I wanted to think about any other kind of candidate. You, you know what? When you're deserving, you're deserving. So I'll yeah. just go ahead and give. I'll just go ahead and step right out there and say, you and McGregor, holy shit, you it's were so fucking great. fantastic in this movie. I don't think this movie would have been nearly as good with anybody else in no it. No way. You were awesome. 
you get my bucket of chicken. Ditto. Okay. His hairdo's rad. That's all I'm going to say. His hairdo is just like yours. Yep. I mean, you, the, your haircut is exactly like his. Well, I'm going to go find some smack on the street and then... Probably make you better on this podcast. <laughs> no, I'd be falling asleep. I mean, you do half the time anyway. <laughs> I I love it. I thought it was awesome. This fucking movie wasn't shite, was it? <laughs> there was a lot of times where I couldn't really understand what people were saying, but it didn't really matter. No, I, I understood most of it because I, I have a little Irish in me. Well, they were Scottish. But they were Scottish. Fuck. So whatever. I, I, I mix it up a little bit. Fuck. All right, let's get to scores. Okay. Um, I would like to give this movie, um, I think, a 94. Wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was, so was the movie, boom. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very fucking good. And I, I think drugs, I, I like watching stuff about drugs. It's just fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just the rises, the downfalls, all the stuff uh, for the main character and such a likable crew. I don't know. It, it, I loved it. Like a lot of movies, it started fast. It started fun. You just, you fall in love with the characters. And then just like, any other kind of movie, there has to be some conflict. There has to be something going on in order to make it good. And this movie kind of takes a, a few turns in, in the bad direction. And it kind of, you kind of start feeling what they want to make you feel. And when I first watched it, I thought, well, the second half's not nearly as good. But watching it today, that's exactly where it needed to go. Because if it didn't go kind of south and give you those uh, feelings, then the end wouldn't have been nearly as good when he steals the money and and flies off to wherever he flew off to. And when it shows like the downfall of the main character, that shit can make me squirm so bad because it's hard for me to watch a character I've grown to love so much mm-hmm. go through some of the stuff they do. But the downfall in this movie, whenever he was just in his hardest times, it just made me more uncomfortable. It, I mean, squirming is uncomfortable, but this made me more... Like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, my gosh. Rather than like, oh, I can't look. Oh, I can't look. And I love that. But but even in this one, you were kind of like, when when Begbie showed up to his apartment when he's trying to get his life together, you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. Why yeah, did he open the I was, door? And... I was into it without being so into it that I just wanted to close my eyes and look away. And what about your rating? All right. My score. My score is in the 90s, too. I'm going to go awesome. 92. That I was thinking about ninety two, three, and four. So I love this movie. I but I just gave it four. Yeah, I love I, this movie. I really, really liked it. Ewan McGregor was fantastic. Um, like I said, I think he peaked here. Even though he's gone on to do lots of other great things, and I, and I do and I do really still enjoy watching him as an actor. But I've never liked him in anything as much as I like him in this. And saying he peaked here doesn't mean that we think he's a bad actor no, now or anything. No, because. Even peaking here and then being a bad actor, fine. You did fucking great in this one. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to do many more great things. So uh, he's just a good actor. I'm really I'm, I'm really happy with how well he was cast in this movie. It was just a job well done. Sometimes you watch a movie and the person is so perfect for it, you feel like they wrote the movie with this person in mind to play the yeah. lead role. And that's what this movie was like to me. Yeah. All right. Any parting words? Uh, someone hit me up with cheap heroin. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You too? Yeah, man. Just <laughs> just one time. Yeah, just one. Well, well I know we're going to sell all our podcast equipment. <laughs> Y'all won't hear from us again. 
Well, I think uh, movie mugging is kind of like heroin, man. You just keep coming back for it. Yep. And, <laughs> and you hate it. <laughs> and we're glad. And you hate it at the same time. <laughs> you, you hate it so much, you, you but you lo- can't leave. You love it so much, and then you realize, oh, no, I really I hate this, and I don't need it in my life. But you keep coming back, and we're glad you did come back, especially here for episode number 11. We appreciate you listening. We know that you have choices of podcasts out there to listen to, and we are thankful that you take just a little bit of your time to listen to us. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to episode number 11 of Movie Muggin. If you would like to keep up with us, you can follow us on Instagram at Movie Muggin. I might start trying the Twitter soon. Ooh. I don't know. I got on there and friended a couple people and followed. Uh, yeah. Friended, followed. You don't friend people on anything but Facebook. I'm old. <laughs> old person on social media. Uh, If you want to email us any recommendations for the movie mug and fucking random movie picker, you can email us at moviemuggin at gmail.com. We will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Slam my head in the door.